It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm Chris Carter, your host here with my co-host, Dale Lolly. We're in the middle of training camp. It's Saturday. It's Fan Fest at Heinz Field. Dale, we've seen a lot of a lot of practices now with the Pittsburgh Steelers in this training camp. They're getting their feet under them. One of the biggest concerns that a lot of fans had going into this training camp was the situation at cornerback. You know, yeah, everyone knows you had Joe Hayden, but you had Steven Nelson's an eagle now. Mike Hilton's a Bengal. We talked about it all offseason with, you know, maybe they draft a cornerback. Maybe they do this. Maybe they do that. But now with a little like around $12 million in cap space, people are clamoring for a move. Like, you know, there's, there's the crazy ones out there that say Xavier Howard. We all know that's not going to happen. But there's, there's, there's a sense here that also the Steelers may actually have their answers at cornerback right in front of them. I've talked about this with Wes Euler a few times. There's a chance with Cam Sutton, the way that he can play outside and the slot, that you could have a battle for whichever young unknown player could establish themselves at either position, and Cam Sutton just takes the one corner spot that the Steelers are less confident about. What do, what do you see this bat? How do you see this battle shaking out in camp as far as where the new man in the cornerbacks in the cornerback room is going to step up into the starters? Well, I, I wrote about this in the, on the, in the Friday Insider. Um, they want Cam Sutton to play on the outside. Mm-hmm. They don't want him to have to bump in to be the slot guy. Now, they're more than willing to do that, as they've done the last couple of days when they go to the dime and you're playing two slots, that's fine. You know, he moves into his dime linebacker spot. That's, that's perfectly fine. You can do that with him. Um, but – they want one, they want Millette or Antoine Brooks to win that starting slot job uh, because they want somebody there who can replicate Mike Hilton. Right. Uh, the blitzing, the run stopping abilities. And, and ideally you would think that would be Brooks. Uh, he, was, he was a safety by trade. Uh, you know, he's, he's dropped down. He said to, to between 200 and 205 pounds. Okay. Uh, that's, that's down from his 220 that he's listed at mm-hmm. uh, to prepare for this job. So, you know, it, it's something that he did his first, uh, really the first two seasons that he played a lot at Maryland. He was their slot, their nickel corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he blitzes well. He had three and a half sacks in those two years. He had three interceptions in those two years. So, you know, there's, there's some playmaking ability there as well. That's what Mike Tomlin saw. Mike Tomlin 
basically scouted this guy himself hmm. uh, because his son was going to, you know, going yeah. to go to Maryland. You had Matt Canada on that staff. So they're, you know, they're very well versed in what Antoine Brooks can do. I think he wins the job, but Arthur Millette gives him another guy there with that capability. Uh, you know, he's done this. I uh, did it uh, for the jets last year and uh, you know, played, a reasonable amount of time in the slot. So they've got a couple of options there. You still have Justin Pierre or Ju yes. Justin Lane and James Pierre yeah. uh, that, that can, you know, fill in on the outside. And then when they go dime, you're going to see one of those guys on the field regardless. Uh, so they do have options there and teams tell you what they think about their roster based on the moves that they make or don't make. Right. The Steelers haven't made any more moves in the, in the secondary. They haven't, you know, you, as much as fans want to see them linked to Xavier and Howard, these are probably the same people who thought that they should trade for Patrick Peterson a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be getting a player. If you do make a move like that, who's in the who's starting to decline. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're going to be trading for a 28, 29 year old defensive back corner. Who's making a big buck and who's not happy making that big dollar. He just signed a new contract two years ago with the dolphins. And right. now all of a sudden he wants to get paid again. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that ain't happening here. Yeah, you could they fit him under the cap? Yeah, they could fit him under the cap on, on based on what his base salary is right now. But that's not what he wants. No. He wants more. He wants a new deal. And you have to consider that whatever new deal, like let's, like let's say the Steelers pulled this off, they then you'd have to look at next year. Your priority is still T.J. Watt. Your other priority is still Minka Fitzpatrick. Are you then prioritizing a third major defender you're going to have to pay super-duper money? Then you are messing up your salary cap from having one of the best situations to a very limited situation to find your next quarterback or to find other spots on the roster that you need to fill in like they, we know every team does need to every year. Miami's going to want another, a number one pick for him. And, and some change. You're not giving up a number one. No. That's silly. Yeah, you, yeah. you may need to draft your next quarterback next year, or at least you know that may, it needs to be on the table. Right. So stop with that, Steeler fans. It's yeah. silly. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I've agreed with that wholeheartedly. Uh, but the cornerback situation is interesting because, like you said, Cam Sutton, they want him to be on the outside. Uh, as you reported way back during the offseason, that was a big reason why, you know, Steven Nelson's not with the Steelers anymore. Um, despite, you know, you know, what he said, that's, that, that's, that's some of the things that you were able to report. Um, I wanted to look at, you know, a lot of Steelers fans are, are excited about James Pierre. You know, he got that very small sample size, but there's been a couple good reports from minicamp. You and I saw him make a couple interceptions on Ben Roethlisberger back then, and he hasn't looked bad. He looks like he's continuing to hold steady in training camp now. And again, it's still a very limited sample size, but he has poked his head into the conversation of, hey, maybe he becomes your first backup on the outside. And that's why I think some people are willing to say, what if Sutton went back to the slot? Because he, because if J James Pierre is just that much better on the outside than, say, Antoine Brooks or Arthur Mollette are on the inside. But as you say, if Cam Sutton's goal is to be outside, they're going to do that for the guy that they paid money to stay here and work around that. Yeah, they want Cam, Cam Sutton's going to be on the field 100% of the time. Yeah. He's going to be on the field. It's just a matter of where, um, you know, Mike or, or Joe Hayden is going to be on the field 100% of the time. We know right. where he's going to be at. Um, but those other guys are going to play. Uh, you know, we, Hayden's getting up in age. Is he going to play all six, 17 games? Probably one of those guys is going to miss time. And so you're right. going to need that depth there. But 
they're more than fine with their depth. They're showing us that by the moves that they're not making. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the cap space. If they wanted to go make a move, they could do so. They haven't done so yet. They're certainly uh, not unhappy with what they have at cornerback, contrary to, to uh, maybe perhaps some of the national narrative there. I don't see that as being a real problem. And, and, and that's where I'm with you on is that, like, like for example, we all acknowledge, like, eh, the edge rusher position they need to address. And what did they do? They went and got Melvin Ingram. And now they got three guys up top at the top of that depth chart that they're very happy with um, and excited to see play out this year. But you're right. They're not making moves. And there was time to make moves. If they felt that desperation, maybe they would have gotten a Brian Poole for the slot. Maybe they would have gotten... Uh, you know, maybe would have tried to get Malik Hooker for one, for one position, or maybe they would have tried to sign another guy, you know, to the corner to the cornerback spot. But they haven't, and those those positions are now empty. Uh, you know, as far as the top guys that were sitting were, were sitting there in free agency, and sure, there's still some guys out there. You could look at a Nickel Roby Coleman if 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 you know all if if nothing really works out in the slot, but they seem confident with the guys that they have on their roster and. Something else to remember here, Dale, and you've brought this up multiple times, but I think it, it's important to bring it up again. They don't have to spend all their their salary cap, but they don't spend will curl into next year. And again, next year is a huge year because they'll need to figure out how much they're paying TJ Watt, how much they're paying Minka, who else they want to keep around, and probably how much they want to pay a quarterback if they don't get their guy in the draft and they want to get one in free agency, or if they need to re-sign Ben Roethlisberger if, if he for some reason thinks, hey, I got one more year in me. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you're going to need that money at some point. You know, if you can roll it over into next year, that's not a bad thing. You know, they have some some contracts that they did uh, with voidable years. You know, so they're, they're, those guys are going to be on the cap for next year for at least a little bit of money. Any money that you roll over into next year takes that off the books. So you still have that $72 million or whatever the, the estimations are right now. Um, you're going to have the most amount of money. Uh, you know, the Colts were going to have – we're going to be in that, that range as well. As we started to see earlier this week, they started signing some of the guys they got to get done, yeah. uh, including a Smith, their right tackle. So mm-hmm. they gave him a big deal. They're not going to have nearly as much money. The Steelers are going to have the most amount of money in the league next year. Mark it down. Uh, they can do pretty much whatever they want next year. This year, they've got other problems to, to, to fill outside of the cornerback position. What is – what is the other problem that they need to address right now that they could use some of that money for that they got stashed away? I honestly don't. I mean, we're, we're a couple of days into pads here. Uh, very know, true. Very true. But this, still... this thing play out, um, mm-hmm. you know, there, there could be somebody come available like, like Joe Hayden did a few years ago at the end of training camp uh, because other teams are going to be up against the cap, you know, maybe a little bit more and they make some of those decisions. You don't know who's going to get cut loose. If you spend the money now, you, you don't have chance. it later. You can't, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. Right. So save that money, keep it there. We'll see what happens with this stuff and, and let it play out. Don't just run out and make a move just to make a move. I agree that that's, that's, I mean, again, that's how they got Joe Hayden. This has been Kevin Colbert's plan. He, he kind of, he waits around and this is especially this year where the numbers for the salary craps, salary caps, excuse me, across the league are all, much lower than it's ever been before teams are up against it and again there's also the injury situation like you got the saints with michael thomas now they're now they're scrambling for a receiver to start their season while they try to figure out who they got with Jameis wilson or Taysom hill at quarterback so there's a lot of desperation that be going that could be going on in the league i want to talk to dale about another position on the offense where there wasn't any perceived death depth when going into this training camp, but there's some stories emerging by what we're seeing in practice. We'll talk about that right after this. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Back here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast, Chris Carter here with Dale Lolly. Dale, going into this this training camp, going into rookie camp and mini camp before then, the conversation about the Steelers' offense and the run game was Najee Harris, Najee Harris, Najee Harris, and for a fourth time, Najee Harris. He's going to be the star. Everyone knows he's going to be the focal point. Not, I, I don't think too many people put much thought into who would be the second or third or maybe even fourth options in the backfield if that would even be something to contemplate at this point in time. Uh, but we've got to see a little bit of how the Steelers want, wanted to use in some of their, some of their public viewings now at Heinz field where fans have been able to see. Um, and it, we we're starting to get a glimpse of like, Hey, maybe there's a chance that they want to use Anthony McFarland in some different ways this year. And he's, he, he was talking after, after one of the practices about how he's a little different this year. What is your sense about, the, the, the three main guys back there, I know Jalen Samuels is there, but it, to, to me, the story is Anthony McFarland, Benny Snell, and Kalen Balaj, who's came in from free agency this year. How, how do you feel like this battle has at least started out the foundation that we have right now for who backs up Najee? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, uh, you know, because Najee Harris is going to get 90% of the carries. <laughs> Maybe 95. You know, <laughs> thinking and worrying about who the third and fourth running back is going to be. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to find ways to use Anthony McFarland. As you, as you mentioned, you know, we've seen him out there running out of the slot. Maybe he beats out Ray Ray McLeod in that spot. And maybe he beats him out as, as the punt returner as well. Who knows? Um, but I don't care. You know, did it matter a great deal? It, it, yeah. It did at times who the backup was to Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. But when Bell was healthy, the other guys didn't get any carries. Right. And that's the way the Steelers are going to play this. You know, all the, all the analytics people out there say, well, don't spend a high draft pick on a running back because you know, the shelf life, the shelf life, the shelf life. So you, you're worried about the shelf life, but no, don't put too much on, on Najee Harris's plate here because you know, you want to, you want to, you know, improve his longevity. I don't care about his longevity. You're going to get five or six years out of him. And then you're going to move on to the next one run him as much as he can. He's, he's more than capable. You know, um, he's boasted that. Yeah. Um, There's no, there's no, there's no limit on the number of carries you're allowed to give the guy. They don't, they don't cap it at anywhere. You know, if you look back at Le'Veon Bell's career, he averaged between 18 and 22 carries per game. That's not, you know, all that much. Um, You know, he's going to catch the football as well. They can pick some spots here and there to use some of these backups 
But quite frankly, I don't care who the backups are. They're not going to be as good as Najee Harris. So Najee Harris is going to get the football. He's going to be on the field. You can't sit there and, and, and say, say to Mike Tomlin, hey, uh, it's uh, November and we're in Buffalo or wh- wherever. Pick a spot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a one-score game. Maybe we shouldn't run Najee on this series because, uh, well, you know, we're worried about what's going to happen to him three years down the road. No, you're, you're trying to win the game today. He gives you the best chance to win each and every time he's on the field. Mm-hmm. He's the best guy. So I don't care who the backups are. I just know that it's not going to be Jalen Samuels. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of he, – he's on his way out. But one thing I think you have to – I think that a lot of people would be reasonable to at least think about is what happens if Najee Harris needs a blow – or suffers at least a minor injury that takes him out, not for a whole game, but maybe for like a quarter, a couple of series, the Steelers would still like to have a guy back there who can at least, you know, no one's going to be able to play to his level that's on, that's on that roster, but at least hold down the fort, be able to, hey, I'll protect Ben Roethlisberger because the offense will probably be throwing the ball a lot more, a lot like they were last season. Um, there, there's got to be. Then I want to see Bellage on the field. Then you want to see Balaj. Okay, so that's and that's that's where I've looked at the veteran guy who they brought in, and to me that was a that was a chin check to to, to Snell and McFarland. Like, hey, look, guys, this vet guy's coming here. Like, if he if he takes if he takes your spot, he takes your spot. We we're not we're not playing around. There's no there's no uh, uh, you're protected because you're a draft pick type of thing. You better come here to work. Uh, but that's how I feel about Kalen Balaj. He's his he's there to be the emergency situation unless one of these two guys does take a big step this year. Yeah, I agree. And, 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 you know, so I, I just think Balazs is the closest thing that they have on the roster to Najee Harris in terms of size, in terms of speed, mm-hmm. in terms of ability to catch the football. He allows you to at least continue to run your offense. You know, Benny Snell does not, you, you no. can run your offense with Benny Snell on the field, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be the same offense that you were running with Najee Harris out there. Right, because Najee Harris is going to get, as we've seen, he catches the ball really well. He runs the ball really well. He gets out in space. He's a matchup nightmare for for even – I mean, we're watching him go up against Devin Bush, and he's getting open against him. And Devin Bush is one of the more athletic linebackers you could face right now in the AFC North. So, uh, you know, that's, that, that, that's the kind of level that you're bringing there. And Benny Snell, he's not that guy. You know, Benny Snell may, may be, you know, uh, may be able to improve his, his vision and, get, and hit the holes better this year. But he can he can't do that that part of the receiving game. Uh, Anthony McFarland trying to work that work that work that into his game. You know he's the faster option on the team. Maybe he becomes something there because again he's a guy who was also under Matt Canada at, at Maryland, um, and you know uh, you know some connections there obviously. But I, I'm with you. Kalen Balage would be the, the 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 standard replacement right now for Najee Harris if if all the if the worst comes to worst. So. I'm not I'm not sweating it too much too because also Najee Harris, you know, if, if Najee Harris is hurt for significant time, this team's in a lot of trouble because he was the first round draft pick. And that's just how that's just how that works. Well, but, then you go back to, to you know kind of what you did at time in times last year and were successful yeah. with, you know, you're gonna throw the football a little bit more. Yeah. You know, you 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 hope uh that that you know it, it he doesn't miss a significant amount of time. Obviously, if that happens, you don't have a plan for that. It's the same argument. What what, what happens if TJ Watt gets hurt? 
What happens to any team if they're what, starving? It, exactly. You, and, and that's it's, it's the whole Mike Tomlin thing. You don't live in your fears. Like, like we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. You know, that that's if, if you spent all your time worrying about that, you're going to miss the opportunities to get better as a football team and prepare for things that you can prepare for. You can't prepare for, you know, if a guy goes down, you could try to get a guy if you want, but they got things in front of them to worry about. But I, I'm right with you, Najee Harris. I mean, he's go, he's going to be the story of this offense. We've talked about how it could be important for him to win the team MVP because if he does, that means he did what he was drafted to do this year and he turned up the offense and he was that important. And it's a good sign that the offense, you know, turned it around as, you know, from being the worst rushing offense to at least one of the middling rushing offenses in the NFL this year. Um, but, uh, but it's, it, you know, I always bring up the backup running back situation in times when you have a pure number one, because, you know, I, I think back to the, the 2008 season when Moeldy Moore filled in for Willie Parker a couple of times. And again, different situation. Willie Parker was, you know, on his way down from his from his prime. And uh, the Steelers offensive line was not good that year compared to, you know, how we've seen them for many years uh, during Ben Roethlisberger's tenure. Uh, but Moeldy Moore had some clutch performances. He came in and filled in for a Bengals game where he had over a hundred yards. He had some really good, he was a really good third down contributor. But the thing is also is that third down contributions, they're not going to be asking that of Manton McFarland or Jay or Kalen Balaj. That's also going to be Najee Harris because he's that kind of running back. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's an every down running back. And so you're going to give him the ball. He's going to be his best, your best option in short yardage, your best option on third downs, et cetera, et cetera. So you play him and, 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 you know, worry about if he's going to get hurt. You can't do that. You just, you just got to go. You just got to go. You got to trust him. Dale, thanks so much for talking with me about this. There's going to be a whole bunch of great coverage from training camp from Dale at Heinz Field all throughout the next few weeks. Stay tuned to that at DKPittsburghSports.com. Stay tuned to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast at DKPittsburghSports.com. You can subscribe to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are hosted. You can also subscribe when you subscribe to us. You get all of our Penguins, Pirates, Steelers, Pitt, Penn State, all the podcasts that we offer on this network, including the, the DK Daily Shots, which will be back Monday through Friday as usual. From Chris Carter and Dale Lolly, thanks for listening to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. Be back in your ears very soon.